All right, what a day for sports here. Tons of NHL games on the schedule, tons of NBA games, college football games, an NFL game mixed in here as well. So as we get into all the games here today, please, while you're in the chat, hit that like button, subscribe here to the channel because we're going to give out best bets breakdowns for today's 15 NHL games. But before we get into all of that, I do want to remind people that today's show is sponsored by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. BetStamp is an app that helps you do so. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you while you're betting. BetStamp takes odds across all sports books, whether it's for games, futures, or player props, and gives you the best odds at all times. So you can save time and money by checking BetSamp before you bet. So make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS and Android, as well as available on the web. So make sure to check that out. If you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework. That is also available in the link. Uh, the link is also available in the description of this video of the podcast, however you're consuming this content. But betstamp.app slash edgework, it does help support the show. Now, Lots of games ahead of us here today. We do have a lot of best bets, so we'll get into all of those. But first and foremost, Moretto, I'll go to you first. Wednesday, we give out 10 bets. We go 4-6. and six. We now move to 77-81-1 on the season, a sample size of 159 bets for this year. The Edgework show as a whole is up 0.8% ROI now. Uh, a tough Wednesday for us there. What, what went on on Wednesday? And... Uh, I mean, how are we going to bounce back here today? Can you can you pull up the uh, the results from Wednesday? Because I don't know if you yes. remember what I had for dinner last night. So remembering Wednesday's games are. Uh, but I I also think if we can split that up between my record and Albert's record, maybe we'll have a bit more clarity as to uh, <laughs> as to what went on in the show. Um, Dallas Dallas was me. Calgary was me. And then uh, the under in the Islanders game was me. So that was nice to get that home. Calgary, Calgary was a deserved loss. They got thoroughly outplayed by the Predators. That was just, that was your I mean, Predators. It was my Predators that I abandoned and I got exactly what I deserve. Um, Dallas definitely <laughs> once again deserved better against Vegas and once again lost in overtime. So just like playing the same thing on repeat here, uh, keep going down that well. We, uh, we played Chicago together and I had the under in the Rangers game. And obviously, of course, at the end of the show, we're talking about how I was 100% going to be on the Habs. Um, was just waiting to see where the number went, and we didn't end yeah. up locking it in as a track play. But hopefully, you got in on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, obviously, Albert dragged us down again. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> my back hurts from carrying that carrying that Wednesday show. So <laughs> we're fighting an uphill battle every yeah. Wednesday. So what's going on right now? Uh, so money, how are you feeling this morning? What is it, 6 a.m. where you are? Yeah, it's 6 a.m., but uh, ready to go, man. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's roll. All right, well, we do have plenty of games ahead of us here, so let's get into that right away. Uh, we'll give out our best bets in each of those. As we go through the best bets, there will be other games out there that I'll ask so money and Alex about that maybe they're looking at, they haven't quite got there, not best bet worthy but waiting on a price waiting on news information so we'll give those out as well and if you do have questions in the chat please fire them away throughout the stream here today and we'll try to get to those as well so first and foremost moretto let's start with the 2 p.m games or i guess we can even yeah we'll start we'll start with the one o'clock games here and we're gonna go on something that both of you have interest in in the philadelphia flyers game so the Philly right now at home against the Rangers, plus 128. The Rangers minus 140, a total of six. Moretto, where are you looking in this Flyers game? 
Yeah, I mean, this is a Flyers team that continues to play excellent hockey. And um, I think the market still just hasn't quite caught up to them. Obviously, like we talked about the Rangers and the fact that they're a complete juggernaut and you don't love to step in front of them here. But uh, price is just like a little bit too uh, short on the Rangers. Um, getting a, a bit of a discount, I think, still on Philly, a team that, you know, is getting scoring up and down the lineup. Um, good goaltending when Hart is in net still. And I think uh, we should get Hart in net today. So, yeah, it's just more of a price thing. And again, just like a Flyers team that continues to be undervalued by the market. I just eventually like maybe we see them tail off, but they doesn't matter who you throw in front of them right now. Like, you know, you keep waiting for this kind of um, run they're on to slow down. But like, I mean, you put, you know, Vegas in front of them. Doesn't matter. You put Carolina in front of them. Doesn't matter. L.A. I mean, this they're still like right there at around 50% or above 50% in expected goal share. Um, tough team to beat right now. Like, really yeah. expect to be saying that this late into the season. You know, obviously it's still relatively early, but, like, just all things considered, how they were supposed to be coming into the year. Um, we're sitting here at the end of November, and we're still saying that, you know, Philly is a very good team and remains a really hard out, and I don't think the market is quite reflecting that. And so, Money, are you throwing a stamp of approval on this one? Yeah, I think um... – I think I think Alex nailed it. We're seeing um Flyers team that is playing very well. Uh they there's some losses in there this season that I mean they probably deserved a better fate on. So um I I do like the Flyers. Um Rangers we're starting to see I mean as much as the Rangers show, but like we're starting to see a little bit of a dip in their play right now as well. Um they they do have Boston tomorrow as well. So the how they're gonna handle the goaltending is gonna be a, a little bit interesting there, but um, regardless, um, I think that Alex nailed it with the price. Um, I I am on the Flyers here as well. I think that they continue to be undervalued. That's a team that we had pegged as um, as as an improved team just based on all the injuries they suffered last season and um, and the development um, of some of their guys here. So. Um, yeah, we're on the Flyers. I I still don't think they're being valued properly, so that's that's the way we are here. All right, there you go. Double best bet to start it off. Philadelphia Flyers money line plus one twenty eight. Uh, question in the chat here: Would you take it at plus one twenty? First things first. Before you guys answer that, shop around, use BetSamp, sign up for different sports books. Because as I pulled it up on the screen there, yeah, there was plus one twenty eight, but there's also plus one twenty fives. Uh, at a bunch of different shops. So make sure to get different, uh, you're always getting the best odds, signing up for different sports books. But would you play this at plus 120? Yeah, that's my floor. Okay. But like Zach said, there is a, like 125 is widely, widely, widely available. So yeah. hopefully you can find yourself at 125 as well. Yeah. All right. There you go. First one, double best bet, guys. We're no negative on these either. Like with the Wednesdays, where as soon as that happens, we know go the other way. I, I'm confident. Thanksgiving. I'm thankful to be on the show with two smart people giving out winners and on the same side of something. Just that extra level of confidence going into today. So uh, yeah, we're we're good there. We're, we're positive vibes only on uh, Thanksgiving today. It's Black Friday. There are discounts all over the board. You know. <laughs> all right good yeah i did, didn't didn't even put that one together though i like it all right so money we'll go to you for games you're looking at here next why is it that you're looking into the edmonton oilers here today they're on the road against the washington capitals 
Minus 125, they're favored in this game. Uh, you see Washington plus 121, a total of six and a half right now. This Oilers team, I mean, their shots of McDavid and Dreisaitl on the bench, these guys look like they are going through wars. Like, they, the looks on their faces, it looks like they're aging every time you see them in a post-game interview. It, it looks tough out there in Edmonton right now, and you're looking to get behind them here today? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you look like you're going through a war to get this yeah. betting. <laughs> yeah. So 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 a couple of things are usually it's at this point of the season where I look at the teams and you are who you are at this point, right? You're not going to um there's not much you can change going going forward. That said, I I don't think that I don't think there's there's much to change with the Oilers when they play teams like the Capitals, who are on a run right now, but they're they're still not very good, right? Like when when I look at their um, when I when I look at their game sheet here, I see I see they're getting the wins, but um, they're also not playing um, not not playing as well, right? So like we're seeing we're seeing the Oilers at pretty much a market low right now because you have to ask yourself that where would this number be a couple of weeks ago right and right. and it would not be where it is right now right so we are getting a discount on the Oilers now on their end I don't think the Oilers are playing poorly right now as per the numbers but they don't get the goaltending and they play poor, poor um, defensively as a team, as a as a whole. So, um, I think that up to one thirty five, um, I do like the Oilers. I am hesitant because um, I feel that while while my numbers are higher on the Oilers, of course, as they have been the last couple of years, um, at some point you have to realize that. Um, the teams are who they are, and maybe the Oilers—they just don't turn it around this year. Um, against the Capitals, though, um, that is a chance that I do want to take. And if they're not able to um, turn it around at on this stretch here, I may have to start mm. ignoring my number on the Oilers. And Moretto, I mean, we were talking about this morning before we started the show. You were saying you kind of agreed, but is this just like? You're looking going, I, I can't with this team right now and just where they've been at. Yeah, like I agree with the the price stuff for sure. Um, Washington is another team that I'm kind of like looking to just sort of fade a little bit. I'm still not that super high on Washington. Um, right. But, oh, man, I, I've been beating the same drum where like the Oilers have been – playing good hockey and deserve much better results. I've been on that train. I completely agree with that. I have agreed with that for a long time. And I think that it's kind of like what's happening there is being a little bit blown out of proportion because again, they're still playing well, but like since Woodcroft's yeah. been fired, I feel like that's kind of swung a little bit now. And I think that was sort of like, instead of, I mean, they didn't even get that new coach bump you see teams get. I think that that was, I said at the time, I didn't agree with Woodcroft being fired. I thought it was a scapegoat. It was just very panicked reactionary move. And I feel like the team's yeah. play has kind of echoed that where they're not playing as well and they look a little bit more defeated now. It's not like, okay, new coach, like let's turn things around right now. Like let's, you know, let's play for this new guy and let's get things going. Like it just feels like it's kind of accelerated the decline. So 
while I do completely agree with price, I would definitely wouldn't bet Washington here. Um, just from like the mm-hmm. narrative standpoint, like I just, it's, I can't bet on the Oilers right now. Yeah. I, I mean, fair enough. Like, and what you're talking about with the coach is interesting too, because it was right after you had McDavid and dry settle in the media and all, all by all accounts, it was like, they were the word that was being used by Oilers media was shocked like they seemed stunned by what mm-hmm. had happened and it was like they didn't expect that they didn't expect the coach to go now obviously you have a tough start like that like don't get me wrong they've been through some coaches there in edmonton so they've seen guys come in and out at some point like you can't be that shocked but i guess it's more of just about even they know they're playing well they're not getting the results not getting the bounces and then he's gone and at, at some point it probably feels like that was the last bullet and like they probably sitting there feeling like it didn't need to be used or it was the wrong bullet that was used kind of thing. And then going, how do we fix this now that coach is gone? We're not getting the bump. I'll say this. If you miss the playoffs with McDavid and Dreisaitl, that is a sheer, like that is just an out of control disaster. Like that Mm -hmm. is a tough situation. And the other thing with all of it is, you're in a tough, tough spot with Ken Hall in there. I was listening to Darren Dreger talking about it too, just bringing up the fact that he's in the last year of his deal. And as much as he could just go guns a-blazing and fire off trades like nobody's business, it seems like he's not really willing or interested in doing that, whether that's from ownership passing that down, but he's not sitting there ready to just go crazy making deals and slinging guys left and right to try to make some type of change. He's trying to leave it at least in some of it of a good position for the next guy to come in. So it's a it's just a tight, tough situation there in Edmonton right now. And that's it's- and that's what Jim Benning did here too, right? On his uh in his last year he started mm-hmm. uh firing off trades trying to save his job, right? So that's a uh, Yeah. I mean, if I'm the owner, I'm seeing that uh, everything goes through my office at this point, right? Like, there's not. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. want a, um, a GM who is probably going to be fired, um, having full authority right now. If he's not, if I'm not giving him an extension, well, which is just a horrible jump spot to, to be in too, because like you need to do something, right? Yeah. Like you need to do yeah. something, and so you need to do something, but you can't really because you don't trust the GM. Like it's just a horrible spot for them to that's, be. So I don't know. I I don't know what's. Yeah, yeah and that's why I always ahead. say, right? That like that that like you should never have a GM on the last year of his contract. Either he's mm-hmm. either he's extended or he's gone, right? Like I mm-hmm. yeah I, I I would never have a GM on, on just just um, playing out his last year here. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable situation for everyone involved because it's like your ownership, you're sitting there going, well, we don't want him back after, but have him here now. Don't want to get rid of him, fire him, pay out his contract. Uh, You're sitting there going, well, we don't really want him to make some of these trades. He's sitting there not really sure what to do because now is he going to be trying to make trades for saving his job with the current team? Is he going to make moves to justify a position? Obviously, in this situation, Ken Holland's going to retire. But like you look around to other guys, it's like, is he going to be in a spot where he's going to be trying to make trades to justify it to other teams to try to get the next job? Like, yeah, it just becomes a really, really difficult situation with a with a lame duck general manager but someone you did bring up the Canucks there I know it's at 10 p.m but let's jump to them because uh this Canucks team 
I, we're talking about sweeping the board with awards here. So money's planning parades. <laughs> We've got Norris's hearts, Art Ross, uh, potentially all three of those being one by one guy in Quinn Hughes. And uh, this Canucks team was absolutely rocking to start this season, just banks a ton of points. And as long as they kind of don't go 18 wheeler off a cliff, like we've seen a team in Toronto do when Brian Burke was here, then the Kings are in pretty good position uh, throughout the remainder of this regular season holding above, especially some of those other Western Conference Canadian teams like we mentioned there, at, uh, on the road here tonight. Rivalry game against the Seattle Kraken. I don't know if it's become a rivalry out there in the West yet, but minus 110 for the Canucks, plus 102 on the Kraken. We're seeing a total of 6.5. So, Money, talk to us about your Canucks. There's no um, there's no reason to panic here. The Canucks have uh, their... They have um, lost, I guess, three of their last four here. Um, but they're, we've mentioned this, right? Like the like the pace they were on with their wins and like their points accumulation, that was that was unsustainable. It it it, it yeah. just wasn't gonna last. So like we're seeing we're seeing that pace pulled pulled back a bit, which is fine. Um, I don't really I don't really have a problem with their play. I think that um, there's some injuries that are coming. There's some in-game variance that's starting to go against them, and that's all. That's all. That that's all part of the long season. Um, against Colorado, um, they were two-two into the third period. Um, the the game got away from them. I didn't think they played that poorly, but again, we saw that um, Colorado is um, the Canucks are not at that level yet where teams like Colorado and Dallas, Vegas, and the Kings are. Um, they're, they're just not at that level, and that's fine, right? Um, there's, no, there's no expectation here that, that, the, that the Canucks would be, a, would be at that point um, right now. So um, Seattle's not there, right? Like Seattle's not even close to where, where, these, where these other teams are. So even at the Canucks' level of play right now, um, I think they can beat a team like Seattle, who... Um, Obviously, um, I'm not a big fan of this year. So um, it's on the road, and I'm a little hesitant to um, to uh, play the favorite like that in that in 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 this kind of situation where we are kind of closer to a coin flip. But um, I still show an edge on the Canucks here. So I think um, up to up to one one fourteen, I've got the Canucks. Okay, so you got minus one tens right there. Okay. Perfect. So minus 110, you shop around and you can find minus 112s and you can find the upper limit of that one at minus 115. So good to play. Uh, we'll track it at the minus 110 that is available here. Uh, but yes, that is definitely available across different sports books and within range for everyone out there. Uh, and Moretta, what are your thoughts here on the Canucks? So you're, you're jumping in uh, with so money on this one? Yeah, um, I am fully in agreement here. I think that like we've seen... Vancouver's record sort of come down to earth a little bit over the last 10 games, but I think they're actually playing better hockey over the last 10 games than they were in the first 10 games. Like you can look at those first 10 where they were seven, two and one and say like their PDO is insanely high and it's going to come back down to earth and you know, all that, but like they're actually, their underlying metrics are just getting stronger as the year sort of goes on. Um, you know, results maybe are just a little bit more noise here, but like they deserve better against Colorado. I think the other night, um, and, you know, despite this, like, losing three of the last four, they're still, again, they're still just playing good hockey. Seattle's a team that, Seattle's a team where you have to take their underlying metrics with a grain of salt because when they do have those strong five-on-five numbers and those strong underlying numbers, you still, like, 
go back to the fact that, well, like they're going to struggle to score and convert their chances. And this is still a team that needs to play really well to win games because they don't have that scoring. Whereas Vancouver still has that sort of elite scoring atop the lineup. I think they can, you know, win games where they're not playing great. I don't think Seattle has that ability. So um, yeah, I think that uh, price is just a little bit short here. And I am also on the Canucks tonight. Well, you want to talk about like motivating factors and coaching situations, guys coming in and giving teams bumps or changing identities and characters. Rick Tockett behind the bench in Vancouver. If I was on the bench playing for that guy, like I'd be ready to run through a wall at all times. <laughs> and if you're not even just motivated by the way he conduct, uh, like conducts himself or the way he talks, whatever, just turn around and take a look at him and then Google Rick talk at fights and you'll probably be <laughs> intimidated enough alone to uh, to go out there and bust your ass and not have him yelling at you the next time you're uh, dogging it or not getting back hard on the back check or something because that's a motivating guy and you can kind of tell that those guys in Vancouver have bought into whatever it is that he's bringing. Like, I would almost compare not necessarily in, co in terms of like coaching styles, but just at least like the motivational factor and the team buy-in. It's like Brenda Moore in Carolina, where it's just at all times, those guys are like going to play for that guy, going to bring balls to the wall no matter what because of who he is and how he acts and the kind of attitude that he had when he played in the NHL type of thing. Like that's a, that's a solid coaching hire there in Vancouver probably somebody that the Oilers would be looking at going, yeah, we could uh, use that kind of motivation right now. Uh, the Oilers had a good coach, but, you know, they decided they didn't want him, so. Yes, yes, I, I agree. Well, and even on that point, how much do you think Jay Woodcroft is enjoying himself right now, sitting there going, wasn't me. Like, I was not the problem. He's getting paid, finish out this season, watching this team do the exact same thing that was going on when he was there, and he's just sitting like, what did you want me to do? Like, what did you want me to do with this? That's great for right. as our future uh, employment prospects too. Yeah. Put that on the resume. Yeah. yeah. Team got worse <laughs> yeah. after I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Team rapidly declined despite slow start. Uh, yeah. There you go. Jay Woodcroft. Pat on the back to yourself. Double best bet. Vancouver Canucks here. So we got two tonight. The Flyers and the Canucks. Look at that. Uh, Feeling, feeling good so far about the card that we put together, and we will recap all this. You can track all the bets that we've given out throughout the course of the show here today, throughout the course of the season, last week, month, whatever it is, however you want to break them down, player prop sides, totals, whatever it is, you can find that in the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. Now, let's head on back into the 2 o'clock games here, and we're going to be looking at the Maple Leafs-Chicago Blackhawks matchup. Chicago at home today against the Leafs, plus 234. You see the Leafs minus 244 here. A total of 6.5. Moretto, how are you looking at this game? Is there any way, side total, that you're getting interested that you want to place a bet on? Yeah, this is, I guess, one of the benefits to doing the show early because I think this is one of those totals that would not have been there um, if we did it at the normal 10.30 time. Right. This is uh, an over that I like here for sure. Um, if you're a fan of CLV, this is this is probably one that uh, you'll want to get behind because I can't imagine this closing um, where it is right now. I think we'll probably see sevens pop up on the board for sure today at one point. But uh, getting like you know less than uh, minus 120 on an over six and a half is a really good play in my opinion here um to just like i mean the handicap sort of writes itself i think it's fairly obvious you can just look at these two teams and and you can kind of make sense of why you'd be looking at it over here but 
I mean, just to sort of summarize it, like two bottom third defensive teams, um, Chicago especially bad. Uh, Samsonov not having a great start to the season. It doesn't really matter who's in net for Chicago. Both teams being able to sort of generate some offense. Um, obviously, you know, special teams uh, advantage for the power plays here. And, um, yeah, I just just expect to see plenty of chances, at least, whether those are converted to goals or not. We'll see. But with, you know, who's in net for both teams, it doesn't really – honestly, doesn't even really matter who's in net for both teams. Um, this is, uh, you know, not a game where I expect either goaltender to sort of steal the show and, and deny us this over. Yeah, I also say on that, I'm pretty sure that I saw Mrazek wasn't on the ice yesterday in Blackhawks practice, and they had a um, they had the emergency like the e bug out there. So maybe the best thing to do here, especially considering it's the Leafs, is wait for their starting goalie to get injured, the e bug to go in, and then bet Chicago because there's no fucking <laughs> way that the Leafs will beat that guy if he goes in. So, <laughs> but so money. Any thoughts on this game? I completely agree with Alex. I think that um, it 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 doesn't matter who's in net for, especially for the Hawks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not getting anything. There's there's turmoil in their camp. There's uh, there's there's a lot of things going on in Chicago right now. So, and um, yeah. and they don't play any defense either. So, um, I have some concern with how um, Toronto. Um, after the layoff, like maybe it'll take them a while to like cast your legs and stuff, but that's all narrative stuff. I can't, I, I can't quantify it. So, um, where, where that is in the back of my mind as a, as, as a possibility, um, it's not something I'm going to not make a play based on that. So, um, I do, I, I do agree with Alex here. Do you guys have any thoughts here? Matthew's asking, and in so many, I know you alluded to it a little bit, but like, not just the Leafs here, obviously. There's multiple. Minnesota coming back. The Red Wings, the Sens. Thoughts on these teams who were over uh, overseas now coming back. Does it affect the play? Has it done that traditionally? Have you looked into this? Like, What are your thoughts on some of these teams coming back from Europe uh, and jumping back into play on North American soil? We don't have much of a sample size, but like, I mean, you saw Detroit yeah. the other night just kind yeah. of handle the Devils with relative ease. They won 4 nothing. Um Again, not a big sample size, and that's just one game, and that's one team, and it's probably case by case more so, I would imagine. But, I mean, in that case, at least, like, it was enough for me to not, you know, sit here and they didn't just go out and, you know, look dead and lose 7-1, then maybe you have a bit more pause. But nothing yeah. nothing I saw that would, you know, make me concerned about that, at least. The Leafs are yeah. also prone to slow starts, you know, yeah. whenever. I mean, that's a team yeah, that doesn't yeah. show up for first periods all the time. So coming back from Europe, not coming back from Europe, whatever. I mean, maybe they're down 3 nothing, and then uh, they have their usual comeback and we get a 3-3 and then we get the over. Well, that's why I generalized it. <laughs> I right, said yes. all these teams because I knew that that one was the one to take away from the pack where, yeah, it doesn't really matter. They just never fucking show up on time like the mike babcock uh start on time like that one's never held more true um but yeah that's why i eliminated them um <laughs> all right bunch more games left here on the schedule that we're looking at uh, for best bets and then we'll go through some of the other ones maybe you guys are trying to get to i uh, haven't quite got there yet waiting on information and uh moreto why don't we take a look over at your montreal canadians against the san jose sharks here San Jose plus 126 at home against the Habs minus 137 seeing a total of six right now six and a half on some different books 
What are your thoughts on this game, the side total, where the price is at right now, and uh, any interest uh, from a betting perspective? Yeah, um, I'm, I think maybe I'll be on a bit of an island here, but I – so I think where the price is kind of settling in right now is down to the fact that Caden Primo is starting for Montreal, and I think the market generally – disregards him as a goalie and thinks he's not very good, which is completely fair. If you look at his priors from previous seasons, again, smaller sample size, you'd have to go pretty far back to get, you know, a decent enough sample size for him in the NHL. Um, he really came on well in the AHL last year and like finished the season really strong. Uh, he's starting to look a lot better. He's got in the small sample size this year, three games, but like he's looked very, very competent in net. Um, and he's gone up against three good offenses and the devil's, uh, pre, you know, Hughes and Heischer injuries, um, the Devils, the Red Wings, and Vegas. And he's, I mean, look, he's performed well. Um, the metrics support that. And I think they wanted to get him a game here against a, you know, a team that's they can beat, um, a team maybe not so much of a high-powered offense, try and get Primo's first win of the season. And, yeah, I think he's just being a little bit undervalued just because of those priors. I think this is a situation where if you're able to sort of manually look at things and, you know, maybe input – different numbers or kind of look at different stats and look at uh, the way he's been trending um, and react quicker than the market, you can kind of uncover a little bit of hidden value. So for me, the, the total is definitely again, like how many times can I bet unders and sharks games and, and lose? I don't know, but we're going to find out because I'm going to do it again <laughs> here. Um, yeah. I don't think at least, at least in past times, I've gotten burned by the fact that the sharks are allowing five goals and six goals. And then, you know, the game goes over, um, because of the fact that they allow so many, I don't think Montreal is necessarily the team to to do that and go out there and like score six goals on San Jose. So again, I still think Montreal is a bit more of an under team right now. Um, last few games haven't necessarily supported that, but I still do believe that is the case against a team here like San Jose too. This is, uh, you know, they're not going to necessarily get him back or give up a ton of chances. Um, so yeah, I think a six and a half at you know minus one fifteen, minus one twenty, I think is a really really good look. I'll play that for a full unit and then um, maybe just more so of a half unit on Montreal just because you are sort of buying into the primo stuff. That, that is me buying into the primo stuff, but uh, not necessarily like the most convinced, but it's something that I do I do believe to be true. But, um, you know, we'll find out, obviously. Okay, Habs homer here. Just got to place <laughs> bet on the Habs against the Sharks. <laughs> uh, but half unit there on the Habs uh, minus 137 best price available and then we'll put the full unit on the under six and a half minus mm -hmm. 115 so shop around there's minus 110s out there but more a little more widely available is the 115s into the 120s so make sure to get the best price on those but uh, uh, we'll track both of those bets so money any thoughts on the two bets tracked here in this Habs Sharks game so I don't I don't disagree and uh, and of course I'll um, I'll concede anything Habs related to uh, to uh, Alex here. It's just tough for me to get behind either of these teams right now. Um, I do like the thought process on the on the under. The only concern I have on that is that um, Blackwood has shown that he's got such a wide range of possibilities. Like he can look so good and just and and he's been like this his whole career as well, right? Like he's one of those goalies where um, he just he just makes you pull your hair out sometimes. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll be passing on this game, but um, it's not because I disagree. It's just because I just I, I just can't get there on the numbers. 
All right. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, we're not going to have everyone be a full, uh, full agreement like the Flyers and the Canucks and the double best bets on those. But two more bets track there uh, to add to the show. We will recap them all at the very end of the show here today. So make sure to stick in to the end. If you missed, did miss the beginning, miss the bets there as well. If you're watching right now and you haven't already, please hit that like button, subscribe here to the channel, still trying to get to 2000 subscribers. So every like, every subscription, it does help support the show, help continue to grow, help allow us to do more stuff uh, here on this channel. So make sure to do that. And uh, we do appreciate it. Now, moving on, a couple other games here. Uh, so money, there's a few that you're looking at that you're not quite there yet. You were wondering this morning, so now I'm going to put it on you. Have you got there? And we'll start with the Nashville Predators against the St. Louis Blues. Nashville currently minus 101. You see St. Louis minus 109. Total of six uh, on a book like Pinnacle. You see six and a halfs there on some of the other, uh, other legal books. What are your thoughts on this game? Have you found a way to get involved uh, on a side, on a total? Where are you at right now between the Preds and the Blues? So I have gotten there on the Preds. It's um, we're gonna be, we are gonna be playing it. Um, their their level of play right now is is very high right now, and um, I am I am keeping myself because I did bet the bet the Flames against them, and looking back, um, I'm really not sure why. Uh, like I, I, I got the edge, but, um, but there's also current form as well, which sometimes, um, sometimes the model doesn't pick up on that immediately. Right. Whereas if you are in tune, what's going on, you can kind of get in front of the model. Right. And, um, that's what's happening with Nashville right now. Their, um, their, their level of play is, um, um, the numbers haven't caught up yet. So um, I do like Nashville. I did. Um, I will be betting them shortly here. Um, you'll probably see it moving on screen in a little bit. But uh, um, yeah, Nashville is the play. Um, St. Louis, um, they did get the win against Arizona, but um, they they didn't really look too good, def- um, especially, especially defensively. And um, they have gotten some wins together, but this is the kind of team the blues that I think um, are are set for some um, for some regression here. So it's a team that that I would like to bet against and um, against a Nashville team at their level. Who I I, I am assuming that it's that it's going to be Soros and goal here. They are um, I believe they are on a yeah, they're not on a back to back, but um, it should be Soros and goal. So um, we are I am on the Preds here. Almost said <laughs> it. Yeah, you almost. <laughs> uh, it was close. It was close. Well, Moreto, these are your predators. You finally go against them, and then it comes back to bite you in the ass. What are your thoughts on the Preds here today? Never again. Never should have doubted my Nashville Predators. <laughs> um, I don't know if they honestly. I don't know if they lose another game for the rest of the season. So uh, definitely can agree with the with this here. I think that Nashville is the right side. I definitely hate St. Louis. Um, nothing about them is ever kind to me. So. Uh, yeah, I'm. But no, kidding aside, like the Predators are playing very good hockey. Um, mm-hmm. They like again. I was also on the Flames the other night, and they were like thoroughly dominated. Um, even chasing the game when they were down one goal, two goals, they couldn't get anything going. And Nashville's kind of played that way for a while now. And at one point, you have to buy. Like you look at the record, it's like, well, they're you know sitting near the basement of the Western Conference. Well, 
I mean, I don't think their play necessarily warrants that either. Um, I think they've deserved better and they're starting to score more goals. They're finally starting to get the goaltending too. And I think that's been, uh, it's been coming for a while now because they've been playing good hockey and they just haven't quite been able to score, but Forsberg's turning it on, you know, that secondary scoring starting to produce a little bit. So yeah, I, I, I would be in agreement here. I think the, uh, the Preds are the right side for sure. All right. There we go. Uh, Nashville Predators locked in. We take that minus 101. And as someone he said, you might start seeing that move across your screen. So if you're watching live right now, make sure to be placing your bets in real time. You see, we got 51 people watching right now. Uh, only 28 likes. There's about just over 20 of you who have not hit that like button. If you're watching right now, please hit that like button while you're watching. A couple more games to get to, and then we will answer some of these questions in the chat. I've saved them, so we'll get to them uh, towards the end here. Let's look now uh, to the Pittsburgh-Buffalo game. Um, currently sitting Buffalo at home, plus 104. Pittsburgh minus 115, a total of six and a half. You see a minus 120 on the over there, plus 115 on the under. Mr. Totals, Moretto, are you uh, looking to play a total in this game today? Yeah, I am. And um, I think, again, I'm going back to the well with an under in the Pittsburgh game. I think that the Penguins are just sort of viewed as this like crazy high scoring run and gun over team. But um, I think that's just aided by the fact that they've kind of played those games against a lot of bad teams and they run up the score against a lot of bad teams. I don't think this is some offensive juggernaut. Um, I think they also are capable of playing better defense than they've shown. And uh, it's the Sabres team that, you know, hasn't necessarily got it going at all this year, but like defensively they're, I mean, defensively they've been good. And uh, I think, you know, you look at their blue line from top to bottom and you can kind of see why. Now, goaltending wise, I'm just like a little bit, I would like to see UPL um, and I'd like to see Jari. They both are back to back. So I don't know for sure whether we're going to get them. I do believe we will get UPL because Levi did start on Wednesday. Um, I do think we'll see UPL start the first of this back-to-back, so I feel confident there. Jari should start the first game of the back-to-back. That's typically what they do, and that's typically what, like, you know, um, Dubas teams have even done in the past, even though it's not necessarily his decision, obviously. But, like, maybe, you know, with the Leafs on deck tomorrow, does he, like, really want to get at the Leafs and beat the Leafs? Is he like putting some sort of emphasis on that game? Maybe he saves Jari. I'm not sure. I don't think he should, but uh, either way, like Nadelkovic has been solid this year. So it's not like terrible. It's enough where I'm still fine locking in the under six and a half here at like pretty significant plus money. Yeah. All right. Plus 115 uh, is available. We take that one there. And also for those wondering, um, so money said that that number might start moving on on nashville uh that number has started to move across the screen so if you were watching watching in real time you were able to get that number uh minus 101 there were minus 105s out there it is starting to creep out so make sure to be watching the show in real time that's what that's what you're here for uh but we'll grab the under six and a half plus 115 on pittsburgh buffalo lock that one in you can track all of these in the BetStamp app as well. So make sure to find us on there in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. But lock that in and we move on a couple more games here before we get to uh before we get to some of the questions in the chat and so money. There was a couple other games that I teased that you weren't quite sure yet. Um now as we've gone through the show, as we're getting more information potentially, uh, as markets are starting to settle in a little bit as well. 
the Tampa Bay Lightning Carolina Hurricanes game. Carolina minus 164 at home, Tampa plus 157, a total of six and a half. You weren't fully there uh, yet before we started the show this morning. Have you got a little bit more clarity on this game or you decide to jump in uh, on a side or a total? Yeah, I'm going to bet Tampa Bay. Um, sorry, just give me a second here. Yep, no worries. Yeah, yeah, we're good on Tampa Bay. I think that um, Tampa Bay is a team that even even their long-term prospects, I'm um, starting to get very, very bullish on them. Obviously, obviously Vasilevsky um, is going to be back. And um, that just, just from... Of course, he's the better goaltender, right? But just from like the team perspective, like um, we've mentioned this a lot. Like your your play changes based on based on your goaltender a lot of times, right? And um, I think that this is a Tampa Bay team that I feel they kind of felt like we just need to get through this period, which they have. And um, now with Vasilevsky back, I think that this is a team that's probably going to start going on a run here um, with. With with Carolina, they're um they've been a weird team for me because I expected a lot more from them, and um, their results have been fine, um, but um, they are they do tend to give up a lot defensively, which is not which is not like like the team that we become accustomed to, and their and their goaltending has also um it it has improved recently, but it's still not at the level that that um that that we've become used to so i think that the price here on tampa bay um i've got them down to uh plus 146 um i think that's um that's that's where i have tampa bay down to here okay so uh plus 157 we will lock that in um Moretto, you and i had talked about this tampa team people being so down on them the two of us kind of sat, kept saying at the beginning like i don't think they're as bad as you think and now vasilevsky returning where are you at on this tampa bay team and uh, and this number going into the game here against the hurricanes today yeah I, I wish i had the tweet handy but there was like a tweet where someone summarized something that friedman was saying on the 32 thoughts podcast that's like there are people around the league who are starting to maybe wonder or, or you know, I'm wondering or we're wondering um, whether Tampa, the wear and tear has just kind of got to them all the hockey over the years and whatever. And like if this team yeah. is just kind of done now. And like I think that's one of the most ridiculous things I've heard. Um, yeah, I just think it's so stupid. I think this is an incredible hockey team. And like, I mean, the wear and tear like this it just it's it just doesn't make any sense. Like they are a team that knows how to win and they know what it takes to go all the way in, you know, April, May and June and what you need to keep in the tank. Um, you know, the fact that Vasilevsky is not playing right now and the fact that we're still in November, like this is a team that knows you don't, for lack of a better term, you don't blow your load in, you know, October and November, you don't go all out early in the year. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like save a little bit left in the tank. I mean, they don't need to, you know, leave it all out there right now. And I think that that's kind of what we're seeing from them. They're, playing good hockey when they need to and they're kind of coasting through some games when they think they can um they're just maintaining a certain level of baseline like where they you know where they know they're going to keep themselves in this and they're going to keep themselves within the playoff range and they're not going to dig themselves into a hole too early um and i think that's basically what we've seen from them so far and like we see them also when they are playing these bigger games we see them get up for these games a bit more and they you know they do 
save some of their better hockey for some of these bigger games, um, like we saw against Boston the other night, uh, like we saw against Toronto a couple times this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they know when to put it all out there, and they've off. They obviously have had two games against Carolina this year where they haven't been as good, but like, you know, they're. I mean, yeah, this price is just. I think this price is just too much. Um, Tampa's been just disrespected, not just by the market, but like the media and everything. And I think they're like a really good sort of buy low team. Yeah, I mean, I was higher on uh, Tampa than I think that people were. I think that I I agree with you that the Friedman comments were a little bit ridiculous there. Um, now Vasilevsky coming back, I just can't see this team. Just, I, I don't know, faltering maybe the wrong word, but like I just can't see this team. <laughs> I see your comments in the chat there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just can't see this team being where you're sitting there going, "Oh wow, they're too old. They're not. They're not going to be able to compete or be at the top." Like it's just like you said, pick your spots, pick and choose your spots. Um, yeah, I think this Tampa Bay team is going to be just fine where they're at. Now, and another game that you were at. Oh, sorry, go ahead, somebody. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, and like, especially because they lost in the first round last year too, right? And and a like bit extra time. Yeah, and like they haven't had had their goalie for like how however many months to like start the season. So I think that kind of stuff is all like you you could have made a case for it last year. Um, but I don't think that this year with um, with the way that this team is right now that you can make a case for that. This is yeah. one of the deeper teams I think they've had in a while too, yeah. where like that third line is a very, very good third line. And then once they get Shiri back too, like you're looking at like four lines that can contribute. Like all do, I love Corey Perry. Um, you know, I love Maroon, uh, like Bellamar, all these guys. But like that fourth line was pretty much a deadline last year like they they didn't they didn't have much to contribute when it mattered um they were obviously you know pesky and whatnot but like they're gonna you know glenn denning's a much more suited for that fourth line kind of center role and obviously they got a lot more scoring now like you have a healthy Janot. essamont's been really good i think shiri will come back and contribute too so like this is one of the deeper teams they've had up front where they actually have a bit more secondary scoring i think they're not gonna have to just rely on you know those top two lines um and obviously, like on the back end, they still are very big and very deep. Uh, I mean, I just like, I love everything about this team. I think it's now that the Atlantic and the East is kind of a gauntlet, but like buying low on Tampa futures is um, there are, you know, many worse things you can do with your money, I think, right now. Yeah. Totally. Now, final, uh, final game where you guys were at, uh, or so many you had been looking at before coming into this one, I'll ask you about the Minnesota Wilds against the Colorado Avalanche here tonight. Minnesota plus 114, Colorado minus 125 right now, total of six and a half. Where are you at on this game? And throughout the course of the show here, have you been able to get there on a side or a total? So I show an edge on Minnesota, but I really don't want to do it. Um, unless if... Yeah, I mean, like even at the current numbers, I do show an edge. But um, this is this is one of those things where I think that um, Colorado, um, they 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 played a bad game in Nashville, um, and they played an okay game against the Canucks. Um, however, their games before that, um, they were really strong, and I don't think that just based on the two games and with their and with their pedigree, um, I don't want to trust the adjustment too much against the Avalanche right now. So um, I will pass the game, um, but I do show an edge on the Wild, and I just I don't want to get there. So 
yeah, I will I will pass on this game. All right, fair enough. Well, had to ask about it. It was on the list. It was there just in case. We got to the other two, not able to get to that one. Now, we do have a bunch of bets. We will recap them at the end. But uh, I do have questions in the chat for you guys on some of the games that we didn't yet discuss. Uh, first and foremost, we'll look at the 1 o'clock games. And Kyle Hindley and asking about the Bruins today. Bruins currently minus 183 at home against the Red Wings, plus 180. A total of six. I mean... Mario, any thoughts on this game or where this price is at right now? Um, not really. I do think we're – see, this isn't the matchup I'd like to do it, but I think we're at a point where I think you're getting a, a little value on overs with Detroit games. But, like, the Bruins aren't necessarily a team I care to bet overs for. So, um, yeah, for me, nothing – just nothing in this game, side or, side or total. All right. Uh, so, Money, anything for you there? Nothing there. I think that uh... – it's 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 Bruins or nothing, but I think that um that 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 the numbers um captured it there. All right, and then the other game that we're being asked about by Charles, Panthers money line. Any update on Barkov? Sounds like he was trending towards playing. So I mean, first of all, any Barkov updates? I hadn't seen anything uh, so far this morning myself. But any update from either of you guys, or uh, look at this Panthers money line where it's at kind of thoughts on general thoughts on the price in the game currently with Florida minus 131 against Winnipeg plus 122 on the Jets there and a total of six and a half in this game yeah so I haven't actually looked um I I, I don't know if there's been like a like a more recent update yet I'm looking now I don't see uh he he has a chance to return as soon as Friday that was from a few days ago because he was back skating but like it's not like he's confirmed back or anything like that I think maybe I'd have to look more into it but it, I mean if Barkov doesn't play I, Winnipeg is Winnipeg is I mean Winnipeg's been playing good hockey like I, I can get behind a Winnipeg play but I mean I, not for something I'm dying to bet either I just think that the number's about right Ford is still a very good team they have struggled a bit without Barkov though for sure all right, well, uh, that'll that'll be it for our plays for today. Uh, Storm Blaze asking as well, uh, so money here. How far would you go for Nashville uh, money line? Uh, Nashville, I've got, I've got two uh, minus one thirteen. All right, there you go. So that'll answer that. Any other games here today, guys, that you were looking at? Kind of wondering. Uh, if you might be able to play throughout the rest of the day, you're waiting on information, waiting on numbers, markets, somebody starting with you, anything else left out there that's just kind of nothing right now, but maybe as the day moves on. The senators are, are dipping in the market right now. Um, oh, now they're taking money. Yeah, that was the, <laughs> that, that was a game that I just wanted them to dip a little bit more. I, I was hoping if I can get a minus 115 on them. Um, right. that's, that's where I would bet the senators, but, um, it doesn't look like we're going to get there anymore. I think that, um, that, that the Islanders hit their, that, that we hit the, we hit the resistance point here. So yeah, I would have wanted the senators, but I don't think it's going to work out. Moretto, any games for you that you're kind of waiting on? Not really. Um, I see Pittsburgh's taking a little bit of money. Like, I don't know how far this will run, but, um, Maybe if we get to a point where we're getting like plus 120-ish on the Sabres, I could be uh, plus 115-ish, plus 120-ish, high teens maybe on the Sabres. I would be a little bit more intrigued, but um, I think I'm just going to sort of stick with the under there. So, yeah, not 
not dying to bet it right now for sure. It's hard to back the Sabres right now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to the best bets. We'll recap what we've got for today. Uh, currently, ton of plays locked in. You can track all of those in the Bet St. Pat. Find better section as Edgework HQ. But to recap today's plays, first and foremost, we'll start with the Philadelphia Flyers. Money line plus 128 there. Full unit on all of these, assume, other than when I specify non-full units uh, just for the sake of going through a lot of different bets that we have tonight. So Flyers money line plus 128 against the Rangers. Then we're going with the Leafs Blackhawks game over six and a half there minus 115. The Predators minus 101 money line against St. Louis Blues. Edmonton Oilers minus 125 money line against Washington Capitals. The Habs money line minus 134. This is a half unit there against the San Jose Sharks. So Habs money line minus 134 against the Sharks. Half unit on that one. Then we're going to look at the Habs Sharks under six and a half minus 115. Full unit in that game. Then we go to Pittsburgh, Buffalo under six and a half plus 115. Tampa Bay money line plus 157 against the Hurricanes. And finally, the Vancouver Canucks, minus 110 money line against the Seattle Kraken. Alex, so money. Appreciate you guys taking the time to do this here this morning. So money, getting up extra early to be ready for the show. So hit that like button for so money. 6 a.m. show start time for him. Uh, extra, extra early getting up to do this and bring you guys all these plays for today, for t uh, today's Thanksgiving slate and help you out on the hockey side of things. If you did enjoy the content, please make sure to hit that like button, subscribe here to the channel. Uh, as well as uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff on podcasts if that's how you consume the content as well. Now, coming up across the hammer for the rest of the day, as I mentioned, there are tons of different sports going on today, and we've got you covered for best bets across all of those. Later today, 11 a.m., hit the books. Joey Knish, Brad Powers teeing up today's uh, college football, tomorrow's college football as well, giving out their best bets in those. And, I mean... Brad will be there for sure. Kanish. Is Kanish going to do it from his bed again? Is he? Uh, is it too early in the morning for him? Eleven a.m. Anything pre-noon? <laughs> I, I don't know if Kanish will even show up after the Lions lost yesterday. If you tuned into Ford Progress, you would have seen him on there talking about Lions good. Any way you could bet them, money lines, spreads, alt, spread. alt spreads, like it, that guy. Who knows if internet and power is even on at his house based on the investment it sounds like he was making on the Lions and then just how upset he's going to be uh, with the fact that they did lose that game. But 11 a.m., hit the books, college football. Then 12 o'clock, the board NBA. You talk about someone running hot right now. Pips NBA uh, with Jacob Grimenia. Those guys, SGPs, player props in the NBA right now on an absolute heater. So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, head on over there. And then at 1 o'clock, Sports IQ showdown over on the Hammer HQ. So make sure to check that, check that out as well. That'll be a video coming out this afternoon, but plenty of content across the Hammer. Make sure to subscribe to our other channels. We do appreciate the support. Subscribe here to the Edgework Show. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in here today. Um, enjoy your day. Enjoy the games today. There's a lot going on. Good luck and uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody.